I was going to have something witty to say, and I just didn't have anything witty to say. So I got you. <laughs> <here we are. laughs> Psych out. <laughs> so here we are. And you are back and you are not salad back. shooting into a toilet bowl. Yeah, we're going to we're going to set the record straight on a couple things here, brother. <laughs> so thank you very much. No, I never was, quote unquote, salad shooting into a toilet bowl are you really gonna lie to our audience members gigantic now? ass <laughs> <laughs> no my 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 son actually had a little stomach bug i came back that sunday and i was just feeling off salad my stomach shooting. was a little upset and i just felt kind of drained out and just okay yuck you know no, hey, blowing out the back end of the toilet Since is all we all do it. I we all ever do it. struck you or anyone else as a shy individual. If I were having explosive diarrhea, uh-huh. I would tell you and okay. I would probably go into detail. Are you calling me a liar? <laughs> no, I'm not no, calling you. You're not. I know you're not. So I just thank know you're you trying to hide for it for that, that visual for uh-huh. everybody else's sake, you turd nugget. But you know you would be in good company because apparently, you know, according to rumor on the street in Rome, uh, President Biden had a <laughs> bowel movement or some kind of accident when meeting the Pope. Because who doesn't have an accident when meeting the Pope? You know, um, I, I think I will take the Matt Walsh approach and denounce mm-hmm. you for your um, crude and improper use of jokes to, to poke fun at the president. I would never say anything awful or terrible about him actually having a brown movement or hitting the brown note brown that, movement. Would, that would be absolutely inappropriate and and disrespectful and um and brown just movement. overall that would be shitty for me to say anything that like that and i i don't would be shitty i think that we need to take a more highbrow approach to our mm-hmm. uh, our content here mm-hmm. and i would not be i wouldn't make any kind of movements towards mm-hmm. those kind of comments well, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, this is episode number 73 of the beloved Fusion Underground. And here at the Fusion Underground, as always, what we try to do is make sense of the world by having principled discussions about such topics as entertainment, current events, politics, and culture. Our mission it is to educate people to become critical thinkers so they can live more empowered and happier lives. We got that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> And we then, have a lot of stuff to cover today. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Speaking of, of a lot of stuff to cover, I think we have to touch on this. It's important. Mm. So um, last week, as, as you well know, and so does our listening audience, I did celebrate my son's second birthday. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, young man. He turned two. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And actually, I was I was shocked. We actually got him to bed and, and the kids to bed early because there was no nap time. It was way too much excitement for nap time. So yeah. I was actually ready to rock and roll and record even earlier than usual, but we weren't able to do that. And I we wanted to make sure you had the opportunity to tell everybody why that was. Well, I got attacked by a dog. Now, you sent me a text message that said, I got attacked by a dog. Yeah. Now. My own dog. Stop. Ah, dog, you can't ruin this for people. <laughs> I, I, I need to have some sort of backup out there for everybody. When you hear someone, somebody texts you, says, I got attacked by a dog. Mm-hmm. Now, the visual that just floods my mind is, is I'm Dr. Ramirez is out, you know, jogging through the park yeah. and some random dog breaks a leash and Cujo comes running down in his 250 pounds of angry, massive, mm-hmm. drooling glory and actually mm-hmm. just mauls you mm-hmm. come to find out that's not what happened no no that's not what happened i actually adopted a new dog i rescued a new dog so i have two now how big or how how big small or how big she's about 12 pounds okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah Is this so- a chihuahua she she's about she's a pug mix so i don't know exactly what she's mixed with but she's a pug mix and (laughs) let me let me let me explain the situation oh please do yeah so (laughs) the the sad thing is the sad thing and and she's from mexico so (laughs) yeah this is getting um, better and better. Right, right. So anyway, so I wanted to get I I wanted to get a, a second dog for my dog. And uh, I wanted him to have a little sibling that he could play with and stuff like that. And so I went and I actually rescued, there's a rescue organization here called Halo. And I rescued this little pug mix. And she's about two years old, same age as my dog Ripley. Um, she's about the same size. So I was like, that's perfect. But she's extremely psychologically unstable. Extremely. She has had a very, very traumatic life up to this point. And so she freaks out at anything. The slightest little thing. So a week ago, I'm walking her, trying to get her used to walking. And we're crossing the street. And she freezes in paralyzed fear in the middle of the road, frozen solid. And I'm trying to coax her, trying to, you know, keep really gentle and trying to coax her to get across the street. And then I notice here comes a vehicle coming down the street. And keep in mind, it's dark, nighttime, right? We're in the middle of the road and I have to get her, I have to get her off the road. She's looking down the street at the oncoming headlights and it's this big full-size pickup truck. I can tell it's this big size pickup pickup truck coming on the road. And so I'm walking up to her and as soon as I get right beside her to pick her up, that's when she turns and, and now she's freaks out because she wasn't expecting that I was going to be there. She freaks out, starts flipping out all over the place. I'm like, holy shit, the truck is going to, is going to hit us and it's going to run her over. It's going to run me over. So I tried to scoop her up. And when I scoop her up, she went absolutely apeshit. And she just clamped down several times onto my hand. I was bleeding all down my hand and I had to get her and pick. And while she's 
while she's literally attacking both, both of my hands and my arms, I'm pulling her, I get her off the side of the road. I've got all my arm is my right arm is all still bruised and scratched up my, my left hand. She bit me right in the, in the, um, on my index finger and my thumb, right on the nail. I might actually lose my nail. I had blood all down my hand and Holy crap. When you get bit in the finger, <laughs> holy, I was like, this fucking hurts, man. <laughs> so I had to, then I had to end up going to the emergency room to make sure that it was all cleaned out and all that kind of good stuff. Make sure I wasn't going to need any stitches or anything like that. Um, but yeah, she completely went nuts. Been a week. It's been over a week now. I adopted her last Sunday. Not, not, um, you know, and, uh, so it's been, I've had her now for eight days and she's come a long way. She's still very, very skittish. She's still learning how to be on the lease, but she's getting, she's doing a lot better now. And of course I'm having to potty train her. And I think she was very, I think she was abused. One, I think she doesn't like being reached for. I think that's been her primary life going from one location to another and, uh, and, and I think in all of her travels from Mexico to the United States and to different um, rescue centers here, I think she's been handled by men predominantly. So she hates men. So she doesn't like me at all. And, but she, now she's at least at the point where she doesn't try to eat your face. She doesn't, she's not <laughs> trying to eat me oh, that's so good. far um, anymore. And she at least comes when it's ready, when it's time to eat. So like when I take her out, of course I can't, you know, I give her treats, um, cause I'm trying to reinforce that behavior, uh, you know, to potty train her and everything, get her house, house trained. She's doing really well. Um, it, she's coming a long way. So, you know, she's come leaps and strides better than what, when I picked her up. And it's only been eight days. So I know in a few months, she's going to be a completely different dog. She's already a completely different dog, um, but she doesn't like me. I'm like, well, you probably don't taste very good. <laughs> but what I will is, say you yeah. did win me a bet. Yeah. But what is cool is she does play with my dog, with my other dog, Ripley. Uh, so they'll run around and they, because, you know, I'm, I work from home and he sits, he just lays underneath my, my desk and he just sleeps all day long, mm-hmm. you know, and I, yeah, I take him out for a couple of walks during the day, but when I'm working during the week, I can't really, it's not like I can play with him for half the day. Right. Um, I take him out for a walk, come back in. I got to get on calls and, you know, meetings and whatnot. So I got him a, I got him a, a puppy. Got him a buddy. I got him a buddy and at least they play and stuff. So they hang out. Okay. She's getting really attached to them. And now that she's getting better on the leash, I'm now able to walk both of them. So I'm trying to walk both and which is, Oh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's an exercise in patience. Yes. In yes, too. it is. And, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of person where I love to w- walk my dog and put headphones on and just kind of like, you know, tune the world out. And I've got two dogs and I'm just like, you know, what's going on? What are you, you got to come with me and yeah, hold on. You, you stop. And, oh, you and, oh God. No, and, no, oh, you stay. You know, no, no, move. <laughs> <laughs> it's not relaxing walking two dogs. And I'm just like, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> um, but now I've been walking yesterday, yesterday and today I've been walking them together, <clears throat> um, which is better. Cause I think she draws, I think she gets confidence from Ripley. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, it's it's coming along. And then of That's course, good. of course, uh, I had to get on. I had to get this antibiotic from the hospital, and I went almost a week and wasn't even able to take the damn medication because of a mix-up with a stupid pharmacy. And well, my and now I'm healing, so there's like no point for me to take the antibiotics. So screw it. Well, I'm glad you're on the mend, sir, from your vicious, rabid <clears throat> animal attack. Yeah, dude, she was this big. <laughs> I know. She turned I, into the Tasmanian devil. And I was like, I knew that before you even hell? told me. <laughs> I just, you, like I said, you won me a bet. I said, I guarantee it's either a chihuahua, a pug, or a mm -hmm. shih tzu. I mm -hmm. said, that's about as big as I could ever expect Dr. Ramirez mm -hmm. to ever buy a pet. Um, yeah. And, you know, my mom bred pugs for years. Um, mm. I had a pug for a long time. I know you didn't. Yeah. Yep. And yes, they're little wind up Tasmanian devils. I, I'd never seen a dog like I go uh, ape shit like that in and shoes. And I'm like, I'm trying to save your life and my life from getting run over by a truck. And you were just freaking tearing me apart. I was like, mm -hmm. holy crap. You know, and she's my, I, you know, she doesn't, she didn't know. Right. She like freaked out. I know it wasn't her fault. So I'm like. I can't be mad at her and I can't be, and you know, at first I was like, I'm taking her back. Um, yeah, I know I because she, I was like, she's mentally unstable. She's way more mentally unstable than I thought. And then, you know, her little pug eyes and <laughs> sucker. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. I'll keep you. Yeah. You get to stay fine. Yeah. For one night only. Yeah, one, one night at a time. Yep, said Shrek <laughs> to Donkey and look what happened, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. So, oh. So I'm so glad for you. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I was very concerned. I hear, I'm going to the hospital. I was attacked by a dog. You can imagine the visual images that popped through my head. Yeah. No, well, that was all I had a chance to actually type to you. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, and and for those, you you could have said my pug attacked me, and it well, would have changed the entire <laughs> mental image by a whole lot. <laughs> One, there's uh, an implied ownership, and two, there's a re there's viable size measurements allotted to the situation. That's her. That's not a pug. I, I said pug mix. She has the pug eyes. That's pretty much it. Um. She has the, she had there. I mean, it's hard to tell in this picture, but you know how the pug's eyes are kind of bulbous and they stick out of the skull. Um, she has those kinds of eyes and they're always teary. Um, but you know, yeah, she's, she's, she's a sweet little, she's a sweet little girl. She is. Her name's Jaina. Um, so yeah. Very nice. I'm happy that you found a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> Who quite literally will eat your lunch. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally ate my lunch. Okay. Um, so we right. have, we have, we have good stuff. We have good stuff to share today. Um, so there has been all kinds of crazy stupidity happening on the interwebs as I'm sure you are well aware. So I'm actually going to uh, start by sharing this one here. Okay. Um, this woman, she went on a date no kidding with a guy yeah. um <laughs> sorry 
Go ahead. Yeah, yeah I guess it was a guy. Okay. But uh, I'll play this for you because actually, I see, I need to like re-enable uh, the video panel so that uh, I get to see your reactions. <laughs> yeah. To it, right. Um, but you'll get a kick out of this one. I'll just let her explain her date. Oh, oh please. This man messages me out of the blue and he goes, I like your face. Let's go get some food. Um, I love food. Are you my soulmate? He says, meet me at my house. I will drive us to the restaurant together. Why did we not just meet there? I have no idea. I drive 45 minutes to his house. He's standing outside of it. He walks up to my car and he goes, I've lost my keys. Can you drive us there? Should I have just left him right there and gone home? Yes. Did I? Absolutely not. He gets in, starts giving me turn by turn directions. He could have been leading me to an abandoned warehouse and he still would have been like, Left at this stop sign? Okay. We end up at a Taco Bell, which is fine. I'm like, dine in or drive through? And he's like, drive through. And I'm like, great, he has a plan. We get to the speaker and he just leans over and goes, I would like 100 hard shell tacos, thank you. We get to the window. He does one of these numbers. I'm like, did you forget your wallet? And he's like, yeah. I was like, do you need me to pay? He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I buy the 100 tacos and I'm like, where to next? And he goes back to my house. And I was like, okay, this is happening. I'm just, I'm committed to this now. It's happening. We get to his house. We walk in. His dad is on the couch. I'm like, he lives with his dad. It's fine. The hoops I am teleporting through to convince myself that this decision that I have made is okay is just wild walk past his dad into the kitchen he just starts emptying the boxes of tacos just releasing them onto the table puts two chairs at the table sits down and he just screams at the top of his lungs let's feast i am just calmly unwrapping my taco and taking a bite of it we are eating hard shell tacos in complete silence you can hear both of us chewing it's absolute chaos the dad walks up, grabs a taco. There's a hundred of them. We have so many to spare. He's eating over us, just like standing, doesn't sit, stands right next to the table, crunches, mouthful. He just looks at me and he goes, do you want to see my studio? And I was like, I have never wanted to see anything less in my entire life. It was that moment that I decided this date was completely over or else I was going to. in that moment <laughs> it was in that moment not wrong woman <laughs> <laughs> i love her reaction though i love when she says i'm teleporting through these hoops to convince <laughs> myself <laughs> she just keeps doubling down <laughs> but she admits it that's what i love about her is she's just like we've all been there we've all been done stupid shit and we know we're doing stupid shit at the moment and we're just like nope we're just doing it Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I love her reaction. I, I'm just glad nothing happened to her. I am too. Yeah, yeah. I am too. I, um, yeah, it was. She's talking right there at the beginning. Like, why are we meeting at his house? That seems silly. Then why didn't you say something? I mean, <laughs> you just go, yeah, all right. That seems retarded, but I'm going to do it anyway. Well, she says at the beginning when she starts it off, he's like, hey, you look, you have a nice face. Let's you have a nice food. face. Let's go get some food. She's all, I like food. That's all like, I need. Yeah, I like food, too. You must I be recognize my now that I dated completely wrong early on. <laughs> I thought there was a whole process for trying to actually get away up. with that stuff. You can say that stuff. 
<laughs> hey, you got a nice face. Want to have tacos? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I do have a nice face and tacos sound delicious. Let's go together. <laughs> Great. You drive and bye. <laughs> Done. What the heck happened? <laughs> Here, oh, I did it wrong. God. I picked up. I drove. I paid. I dropped off. You know, all that opened the doors. I did all the wrong things. Right. Your face right. looks good. Tacos taste good. Want to do both? Right. <laughs> That's... I yeah. could not survive in today's dating culture. There's no right. way. And they pay for it is even is the best. It's the icing on this on the cake. They pick you up. Tacos? <laughs> no, really? I'm, like why a no, hundred? No, 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 why no, no, why not twenty? Ten tacos? No. They have like a box of ten. I I know. I have been with buddies of mine and said, dude, tacos? 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 Heck yeah, tacos. All right, everybody give me 20. And said, yep, 100 tacos. Just the fact that we could actually go and order 100 tacos, yes, I could see numerous gaming events where that would actually happen and totally do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. But that's with six dudes who are literally going to challenge each other on who can eat the most of them because that's how guys are. You sure. get six guys in a room and it's going to immediately become a um, a private measuring contest on who can literally scarf the most tacos without vomiting. <laughs> if you I don't want to do any of you, I don't want to participate in any of your <laughs> shenanigans. Yes. That happens. Dudes are like that. Hmm. But on a date, I, I got to give kudos and, and at least throw up some kudos for this guy. Massive cojones to be able to right? do that. Right. Pull that how off. much how much are Taco Bell tacos now? I haven't eaten at Taco Bell in years. I haven't either. Um, somewhere I'm going to guess somewhere in the realm of 50 cents a piece. I, I don't know. So she spent 50, 60 bucks. Yeah, yeah, maybe. 70 bucks maybe for for 100 tacos. 100 tacos. Which I can't imagine how long that would take them to prepare. And what order? Oh, right. I mean, <laughs> because it's how not do like they have 100 tacos, 100 tacos right? through the window. <laughs> I mean, there's just you and random dude AB here who so I mean, are you like throwing them in the back? <laughs> and I I the logistics of this are mind-boggling to yes, me. Yes, coming in with bags, you know. Yeah, you got like <laughs> five guys walking out, double fisting bags of tacos out to your car. You know, that's where they go. Please just drive around front. We'll bring your right. order out for you, please. Okay, thanks. You pop the trunk. Boom. Oh. <laughs> just load tacos in the back of your car. So I have another one here. Um, okay, this one is not yeah. on. Okay, I'm scared already. You know, our, our society is in a very interesting place. So l- looking at these two, before I even start it, they both look like females. No, they don't. But this one looks more like a dude. Right? Uh, well, uh, let's I, let, let's okay, let yeah. them tell their little story here. Okay, you Hi, tell you. Hi, my name's Jasper. I use they at pronouns. Hi, my name is Liana. I use they demon pronouns. This video is how to wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Yeah. The demon pronouns. Yes. They demon pronouns. They demon pronouns. Yes. So demon is a pronoun. That's what I'm hearing. Pronouns. 
So we're going to basically present three sentences. Um, one of them is going to have one pronoun, the other one's going to have the other pronoun, and then the last one is going to have both pronouns interchanged. So Leona uses they, them pronouns and demon pronouns. So the first sentence would be, Leona is my partner, they are cute, and I am theirs. I love them very much, and I hope they love themselves too. For the demon pronouns, it would be, Leona is my partner, Deem is cute, and I belong to Deem. I love Demon very much, and I hope Deem loves Demon's self, too. Then interchanging... Demon's self. Yeah. Deem and Demon. Mm -hmm. We're just making shit up now, aren't we? Now? We've been making this <laughs> shit up for a while! And here's the funny part. This is the part that just blows me away. Sorry, I have to giggle at the freaking idiots out there in the world who actually think they are helping these poor, troubled people. Do you not recognize that you are actually handing a loaded gun to a suicidal individual? You are essentially <coughs> giving ammunition and, and justification to behavior that is absolutely detrimental to people. You're yeah. causing these people emotional, mental harm. And you're sitting there looking yourself in the mirror saying you're doing it because you care. No, you don't. Would you hand a loaded gun and poison to somebody who said to you that they're suicidal? No, that's idiotic asinine behavior. And you're actually going along with this self-defecating behavior that these poor mentally deprived youth are experiencing by not giving them any kind of real direction in life you're causing them serious harm shame on you you know i, I just i recently read this book <clears throat> um oh did we talk about it on here about how how adolescents now teenagers are actually less mature than prior generations no shit i'm sorry um, I, I well, I, I was reading this book. It's called the, I think it's called the coddling of the American mind. And, and in that, in that book, they go through the, the authors go through, um, you know, what's going, what's been happening in universities <clears throat> and how college professors, instructors have been noticing that incoming freshmen are far less mature than prior generations. And the, the authors, they, they lay out this huge case that, you know, 16, 17 year olds are really as mature as like a 12 or 13 year old in terms of their mental development. Um, and 14 year olds today are about the equivalent of like a 10 year old in terms of maturity and psychological and emotional maturity. Um, and so when I was reading the book, I thought that was really interesting. And then um, I was, I, I was talking with some teachers and right after I'd finished this book and it came up that during the conversation, I didn't bring this up at all. The teachers did. These are high school teachers. The high school teachers started talking about how they noticed within their school, actually within the, the district that the high school kids are far less mature today um, than is expected. And, and so 
that, and they were going and they were, you know, they, they were, I was just sitting there listening because I thought it was really interesting because I had just read those books. So I was just letting them talk and I was just listening to them and they were interviewing other teachers that they knew their spouses or whatever. And they were confirmed, you know, yeah, you know, I'm noticing that all these kids are, are far less mature than, than prior, you know, than other kids should be, or where kids are, you know, have, should be at least in their, in their development. Right. Um, that's a very, very scary thing. I think, I think it's very, And I think this is, a, this is sort of a, a symptom of that immaturity. I mean, you saw that young man who had that, that makeup on, um, calling himself they and saying he uses they and demon pronouns. Um, and and I I just feel bad for the kid. I have no I, idea what his story is, but I just feel bad for him. Yeah, I feel I feel bad for both of them. And you know, to the teachers who are making these observations, I, I I'm sorry, my my level of empathy for for teachers is right now has diminished greatly. Um, sure, this is the bed you have made yeah and you are seeing it firsthand and you have the audacity to look surprised right and shocked and right. confounded <clears throat> and <laughs> have a disingenuous form of concern right no no absolutely not sorry this is the absolute bs crap that you have been trying to mold our children into to creating an absolute dependent immature generation of people who will actually be dependent on others to provide for their every freaking need and then you sit and have the absolute ridiculous audacity to say i'm noticing that our children are not dependent and mature individuals anymore i wonder what has happened mm -hmm. kiss my butt you know exactly what has happened We've yeah. coddled immaturity and embraced absolute confusion and really set these kids up where they cannot develop naturally. Yeah. You know, part of, part of, you know, in that book that I was reading, it was really fascinating. They cited this particular study that some medical doctors performed and it had to do with little kids or infants. Actually, it started with little with infants and they followed these children for several years and, and what they did was they said they took, they took some of the children and instructed the parents to um, introduce peanuts into their diet. And in the other group of, of children, um, they told the parents, don't introduce any peanuts and keep them sheltered from peanuts. And, over, and as, these as these two sets of children matured and as they grew up, the 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 control group, or I should say the, the group of student or group of infants who were given peanuts, I think it was less than 1% of them developed a peanut allergy mm -hmm. in the other group where they did not give them peanuts. It was something like 25% of those children developed a peanut allergy. Sure. And, and although that's not the hypothesis of the book, they used that study as sort of this launching point to say, Hey, you got to stop coddling children. Mm -hmm. You have to stop coddling them and you have to, it's not to say you're going to throw them in the deep end of the pool and just say at, you know, at two years old and say, right. you're on your Sink own or swim, figure it out. Right. right. But you have to give them opportunities to face things that are scary for them. And you have to, 
you have to understand where their boundaries are and you have to slowly allow those boundaries to expand as the children get older and mature so that they're dealing with adversity because the way that you react to things emotionally, psychologically, it's no different than how your body might react to something. And so the only way that you can get stronger is to go to the gym, for example, or to exercise, to work out, you have to exercise a muscle in order for that muscle to get stronger. Well, you have to exercise your psychology, your, your psychological makeup, your emotional makeup. If you don't, you're not going to get stronger in those particular areas. And again, I'm not saying you have to berate or psychologically abuse children, but you have to understand where they're where their limitations are, and then give them challenges that that force them to stretch those boundaries, those 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 challenges for them, so that they grow and mature and learn at a healthy rate. Right. Our our human beings are overwhelmingly adaptive creatures. Um. Very 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 much so. And you're right. The the psychological and emotional part of man adapts and develops much like the physical or anatomical parts of man adapt. You know, you use the analogy of going to the gym. Perfect analogy. You challenge your muscles, you challenge your physical bodies with pushing those limits and slowly by slowly your limits become higher and higher. You can, you you don't go to the gym for the first time and, and bench 200 pounds. It's not going to happen. You have to develop that by pushing those limits, introducing more and more strain on your physical body and your body adapts to that. Just like, and in the same physical or anatomical realm, when you get a cold or the flu or an illness of some sort, your body adapts to that. Those small exposures your body reacts to that, creates antibodies, and you build up natural immunity and resistance to that. Your mental and emotional state is no different. If you've never been told no in your whole life, when you get to adulthood, if you are denied a job, for instance, you don't know how to handle that, and you break down, and you react, and sometimes emotionally, inappropriately by calling the employ potential employer i don't know names racist bigot homophobe sexist you name it because you've never been told no that is not a mature response your body and your mental and emotional capacities adapt and develop just like your physical ones but they require small doses of exposure in order to be able to learn, identify, adapt, and overcome from that. And our society has become so soft that they don't ever have to adapt to a damn thing because we expect now our entire society to adapt to them. That's not the way the world works. Right. A lot of parents and teachers are are keeping, are sheltering children uh, and, and they're keeping them from, they're keeping them far too safe. Uh, far too safe from from the world around them. And speaking of children, you know, you brought up the whole concept of children. So I, I had to share this with you. Oh, I've seen or this. not, not I love children. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. Teachers. So um, yeah, I don't know if anybody has seen this, but um, yeah, let's just, let's just, this one is a killer. So for those not who can't see this, is there's obviously a classroom here. 
we have the teacher who's up front. She's wearing a mask. She's got a headband on, it looks like. And one of the students is filming her. So the, the, the camera is obviously like a, a camera phone. The student is sitting in the chair in the, in the, in the desk. So I think they're high school kids, middle school, but here, let's, let's play this. <laughs> this poor teacher. I actually heard about what happened to her in response to this. They're going to remember Sokotoa. That's for that's for they will sure. never forget. They'll never that. forget it. They'll never forget that. Which anybody else? And I think out that was there, the intent. That was, of course, the intent. That, that was the intention. You know, uh, we we've okay. I'm going to take a moment here. I'm going to take a moment. We, we have openly bashed teachers multiple times on this podcast. Yeah, have we not? We and. It's easy and it can be a lot of fun. It's easy. Sorry. You guys make it way too easy for us sometimes. I also recognize the challenge that teachers have to be impactful and make what could potentially be very dry and boring material interesting and memorable on the student body you're trying to educate. Now, now here's where I disagree. Oh, Here is where I disagree because I believe that you can make you have, we have far too many teachers who believe that they have to prance around like that to make learning interesting. I never Eric, had a, I never had a teacher prance around like a damn fool and I was still interested in learning. Now, is every child going to be interested in learning? Of course not. But you, but that, this goes back to the whole coddling of, of kids, but anyway, go ahead. Okay. 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 You're, you're, I'm going to pull you off your soapbox for a second. Just bear with me. Mm -hmm. So I actually throw some kudos up to this teacher for trying something different. Good for you. Those kids are never going to forget that ever. Most people, if they've ever heard the term Sokotoa, have no freaking clue what it is because obviously it didn't make an impact. But you know what? These kids will remember that. So I applaud her for trying something. Now, all of the freaking virtue signaling crap that has come out that this is disrespectful to Native Americans, park it. Who cares about that? I don't care. I don't care. Nobody cares about that. Where I get pissed is where is the principal saying, you know what? Shut up. She's trying to make something interesting. Nobody was offended in here by that. And if so, my bad. Sorry. She's been disciplined. Moving on. But the, the, where, the, where are we so thin skinned that we can't do that anymore? I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you on that point. But what, what I still struggle with is why does she feel that she needs to prance around like a fool to make her kids remember something that's so again, that tells me what is the current state of the children of the students in her classroom that makes her say, I'm going to take this concept and i'm going to i'm going to deconstruct it to an, 
to a vastly immature status because that is what, because it needs to be at such an immature level for my students to learn. That's what I've been thinking about. Okay. So I understand the argument and, and not, I don't necessarily disagree with you. However, putting as best I can myself in this teacher's position, are you going to be able to change the culture of your students? Now, before you answer, I recognize that change in the culture of your students can only happen if you're willing to try and hold them accountable to that. And I agree with that. That doesn't mean that I am going to denounce her for trying something different. Like I'm not talking about denouncing her. I don't care mm -hmm. about the teacher. Do I think she should be fired? No. She was right. put on administrative leave. I think that was overkill. I'm not even talking. I don't care about the teacher. I care about why she thinks that she needs to act like a fool for her children to learn. As a, as a college instructor myself, I hold my students accountable and I talk to them like they're adults. And I can't tell you how many times I've had students who, who come from traditionally economically poor parts of Phoenix who will come to me after class and they will, and they will say to me, why hasn't anybody ever told me these things before? The, 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 here's the, here's the, the reality of the situation is these kids are absolutely capable of being treated in a much more mature fashion. Do I think they should be treated like they're 30? No, but they can be treated like an 18 or 19 year old. And when they are treated that way, there are a lot of kids today that their minds are blown because mm -hmm. the adults around them are treating them like they're five, like this teacher just did. She treated those kids like they're five, not like they're young adults. I get it. They're in high school, middle school. They think everything's stupid. I did too when I was that age, but yet they're capable of understanding things at a different level. So I don't give a crap about what happens to the, I hope she doesn't get fired. I don't want her to get fired. That's not why I brought this up. My, again, I bring it up because why does she feel that she needs to make it so immature for her kids to learn? And I think it goes back to the idea that these kids are actually such immature kids to begin with. Well, and I'm not going to argue that point by any means. Um, I think overall our, <laughs> our youth as a whole has, and, as evidenced by your study, have been dumbed down. They've been dumbed down. Um, and not just mentally, but emotionally. Yeah. And psychologically. And to, I mean, to a to point copy. to where we have uh, college kids right now that yeah. don't know how to self-identify, but calling themselves demons. Right. They, the them, Z, X, B, rabbit, dog, who the bug? I right. mean, are we, what the hell has happened? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. And, and, and here's, here's another, this is why it, this is why we sometimes pick on teachers. Oh no. Do you know about the purple for parents movement? Now I remember purple for parents back when the red for ed thing was happening. Yes. That's the same yes. thing. Okay. It's okay. Same thing. It's basically parents standing up against teachers teaching things like socialism and woke. Yeah. Yeah, type of stuff. It, they're the new terrorists. 
Right, right. So the We're, purple, the parents purple, are the new ISIS. Right. The purple <laughs> parents are, are parents that just care about what their kids are being taught. And they want their kids to be taught like they were taught in school. Teach us, you know, teach my kids about history and, you know, science and mathematics and English and, you know, teach them that stuff. Quit with all the work. That's what the purple for parents is all right. about. However, <laughs> we've been told and, and it has been reinforced that parents are absolutely um, ideological and stupid right. and ignorant right. and cannot be trusted with the well-being of their child's, their own child's education. Correct. And this okay. teacher, this teacher um, believes that. So oh, listen, okay. Okay. listen to what, listen to this little ditty. Oh, Here's okay. your ostinato. Terrorist, terrorist, purple for parents are. Terrorist, terrorist, purple for parents are. While some had good intentions, they all were misinformed. Now threatening violence, boxing teachers has become the norm. They come to school board meetings with lots of things to say. And they will bully, cuss, or scream if they don't get their way. Yeah, that's the lady I want teaching my kids right there. Pull your kids out of public school. Oh, my God. Just pull your kids out of public school. That, that, that's all I can say is just pull your pull your kids out of public school. They, they shouldn't so, be in public school. Let's, I, I, I think... I know that this has been talked about over and over and over and over and over, but I think you and I should take just a couple minutes to talk about this because we've, <laughs> we've heard a lot, a lot, a lot about the violence at school board meetings and the absolute um, tyranny that has happened at these gatherings. Mm-hmm. Can I just remind everybody what the root of all of this was? We had Please. a father who showed up to a school board meeting wanting answers for why his daughter was allowed to be raped in a school bathroom. Now, hold and, on right there. Pause oh, for just a second, because that is not the root. Well, oh. that that is not the root because that just happened. No, 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 that, no. That hit in the whole. I'm talking about in the in the whole scheme of all of these purple for parents, red for Ed. Oh, 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 yeah, absolutely, yes. absolutely. And that's that's recent within the last what six months. Yes. Uh, so uh, yeah, parents yeah. have been going to these school board things for the last several yes. years. Correct. So that's not really the root, but no, no, no. You know, but uh, you want to so, make. Okay. I, I, yes. Valid point. Purple for parents has been a movement for some time and purple for parents has been a pain in the school board foundations, but for a while and the, and the, and the parents have been going to the school boards and screaming and yelling at them and telling them to be, you know, to just educate kids normally do your job. Yes. Yes. They've been doing that for a while. So now go, now go ahead and talk about this. All right. So where I, I, uh, so let me rephrase where this actually took national recognition. This was the, the start of this was with this father, um, not only asking why his daughter was allowed to be raped in a school bathroom, but when it was brought to the school's attention, why it was literally covered up. And keep in mind, the school 
recognized it to a point enough to transfer this other male student to another school. It's not that they didn't know. Where he did it again. And then he did it again. And, And keep in mind that the school, the first school, was told by the local authorities that a young man raped a girl on campus when it happened, the day it happened. Yes. Yes. They were informed, and they then knew. the school covered it up to the parents. Yes. So when you hear people talking about the violence, which let me clarify what violence means to everyone right now. That's parents yelling and screaming about what the hell their kids are actually being taught and what's happening in their kids' um, schools. That's violence now. Right. Words so are let's violence. Be clear. The, Words the, are the violence. Use, the use of, of bad language, of heated rhetoric from parents is considered Correct. violence. So because of that, you parents out there cannot be trusted. You are ignorant. You're dumb. You're full of rage and and. Absolute misplaced rage, I think, is what um, former President Obama said Um, on on all these pent up false issues like rape in school bathrooms. And that is what these parents are pissed about. That's what started this. And, and, And also what is being taught. That's also happening. And, and you know what? I just want to I just want to get something off my chest here because the whole thing about transgender, because this is, this all comes down to transgenderism and transgender bathrooms, right? Allowing trans children uh, to go into whatever bathroom that they identify with. I want to, I want to make a point. And that is the only reason why all of this uproar around transgender going into different bathrooms exists is because the activists the leftist activists made it an issue. I said, nope. you made the bed. This is it. Right. Nobody cares. Nobody, literally nobody cares if a woman, wa- nobody cares if a woman just in general walks into the men's bathroom, whether or not they look like a dude or they're trying to look like a dude, or they just absolutely look like a, like a, a, a woman. No dude cares if a woman walks into the, and we might go, wait, what are you doing in here? But we're not going to tell her to get out. None of that, none of that, how, even, even you take, and I've, you've seen these on Jerry Springer, you know, seen videos of, of men who look amazingly beautiful. Like you would, you're, you know, you would be like, that's a hot chick. And you're like, wait, that's a dude. Oh my God. I got to go to the mountaintop now. Right. So if, oh God, if, no run. Right. <laughs> If there are, if there are men who are dressed like that and they're going into a woman's bathroom, the women don't, I don't think that most women would even care in that because the the way that the, the man actually looks, this is only an issue because the, the activists wanted to say this has to happen at every level of society and they made it an issue. And then that's when the concern came in where you have predators who will use it as an excuse to gain access to their prey. Right. And that is the main crux of all of this 
And the activists say, no, you have to allow that to happen, even though we have to literally sacrifice our, our women and young daughters on the altar of liberal wokeism just so that they, the activists, can sleep well at night knowing that trans anybody can get in. Right. And that's never been the issue. No. It's always been about the the few people who will use it as an opportunity to prey on the weak. And and this is something that all the what we'll call us the the crazy right wing conspiracist theorist folks out here have been saying for the last couple of years. Right. When you do this, if you do this, it's only a matter of time until something like this happens. And they know that. Mm -hmm. And that's why when this happens, they cover it up. Right. They don't want to hear the I told you so's. And right. they sure as hell don't want to have to be called to task for a policy a no tolerance or open door policy, I guess, depending upon how you, you look at it from which side of the door, right. um, which allows this to become easily accessible stomping ground for predators. Right. right. And you know what? As a mm -hmm. father of mm -hmm. a daughter, mm -hmm. they're lucky that it happened to that guy's daughter. And he was a hell of a lot nicer. Oh, sure. I would have been sure. There are a lot of men that probably would have gone in there guns blazing. Um, and I'm not saying that's right. Or, you know, I'm not no, saying that's right. It's I'm just not saying it's right. It's do I understand it? You can understand yes. it. Yeah. Do I agree? Would I agree with the actions? Right. No. Right. Could I understand why they were taken? Yes. There, there are a lot of, there, there are a lot of men who probably wouldn't even have gone to the school. They uh, no. probably would have, they, they probably would have gone and shot the, shot the boy who did it. Yeah. And they would have happily gone to jail. There's, there's probably a handful of those men that I know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to switch gears here. We're going to, we're going to talk okay, about something a little gears. bit, uh, a little bit crazy here. Oh yeah. Cause we've been, we've, yeah, we've we, been... we haven't played in that arena yet tonight. Yeah. So, okay. All right. So um, here's a post from, uh, I think it was on Reddit. Oh, it must be a gem. Oh, it's a gem. <laughs> this was posted under uh, relationship advice. Okay. The, the, okay. The, the title of it is, I tampered with my husband's food as a joke, and now he needs space from me for a week. <laughs> okay. I want you to keep that in mind. Her husband said... Don't talk to me. Stay away from me for one week. Okay. I want you to think as I read through this, is he being the asshole? Is, is he being, is, is he going too far? Okay. Just keep that in mind. I'm trying. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm waiting. Okay. You ready? Yeah. No. Okay. No. So here, Hold on. here wait, we go. Wait. Oh, okay. Wait. Let me take a drink of Dr. Pepper. Okay. All right, here we go. Hit me. This is going to sound strange, but I'm not making this up or trolling or anything. I am posting this here on Reddit because I am too embarrassed to tell my family and I don't have friends whom I can tell. Stop. Okay. 
I'm posting this for bajillions of people mm-hmm. on the interweb. Right. I'm too because I'm too embarrassed to right. tell a very small handful of people who actually know me as a human being. Yes, you've got that right. Yeah, our society is effed in the okay, A. Well, just okay. keep that in mind as we read as we go through this. Moving on, continuing on. My husband and I got married this month. They're newlyweds. And I have been very bored because our place has restrictions and we stay at home all the time as a result. Parentheses, working from home. Close print. I sometimes get funny ideas in my head that I, that I do to get out of my system. Once I urinated on him when we were cuddling. Ah! And once I wiped some poop on him when he was sleeping. Divorce. It's time for divorce. That's it. I'm sorry. Nope. Stop. That's it right there. You have married a legitimate crazy person. Yeah. End it. Move on. Right. He needs only to... you talked Annulment. about time equity, or I think yeah. when we were talking about um, um, uh, minimalism, you were talking mm-hmm. about minimalism. That's what it was where you have invested time into something or, or resources mm-hmm. into something. And therefore you can't let go. Yeah. You're just got married. Red flags. red flags, run, red, run. red, 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 <laughs> foul. Yeah. I call, yeah. you know, your red card. Boom. Uh, you know, you no stop. Go. You're, we haven't even gotten to the good part yet. Your newlywed wife has already not worth it and crapped on you in the first. Uh, this is the kind of stuff I would expect after 20 years. And you're just trying to see how far you can push them before they finally say, get the hell out of my house. Right. After, after one month, if your wife is already peeing and pooping on you, you need to go. Yeah, annulment. Here, she goes on. I know it sounds strange, but I'm telling the truth and not joking about this. To me, the ideas just seem funny, and I do try to resist since he has told me not to do them. But it won out yesterday, and I put a small bit of poop in a slice of cake I had made for him. Ah! It was the size of a ladybug. Wait a minute. (laughs) 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 Oh. Uh. (laughs) He says it was the size. Of a ladybug or a few ladybugs. Wait a minute. Which is it? What? No. (laughs) Is it (laughs) one ladybug or a few? How many is a few? Like, (laughs) did she put a gigantic turd in there? It's just a few ladybug size. Wow. He goes on. He did taste something weird, but ate the whole thing. And I told him afterwards. He felt very uneasy afterwards and said it made him feel stressed out and like he can't trust me. No shit, you reckon? She says in Pren, he can trust me in other things, though. I manage the household pretty well and have a good memory. She has a good memory. Honey, where did I leave my flippy floppies? They're under the couch in the living room downstairs. Oh, okay, okay great. I'm going to have something for you to remember. Can you not put feces in my food from now on? Can you remember that? 
What or the on actual me? F, man? Or can you leave your body waste off of me? Okay. okay. Out of my food. I, I have managed to keep my dinner down. Um, it was trying there for a minute. So I'm going to regain myself. And I will say this very clearly and plainly. Um, and, and this causes me some heartache and pain after reading Shanti and, uh, you know, the books uh-huh. that we just reviewed, you know, what, what, uh, for men only for women only and, and all that dude, your wife is not that good in bed. Nope. For you to literally eat crap. Right. For her amusement. Right. Run away from Stop. that shit right now. Go. Yes. Just go. Just give there her everything. Nothing in that house worth fighting over. Nope. Just go. Just get out. That's it. I got nothing else. I don't want to even talk about it anymore. She goes on. She says, he well, said I just he- said I don't want nope. to talk about we it gotta, anymore. We got we to read all of it. He said he needs some time and that he would like some space for a week. I am sad and I do feel guilty seeing how upset he was. But I no longer desire to engage in these jokes since I got them out of my system. Until the next time. Until when? Right. And then what? I'm sorry, but if somebody urinates me and I say, would you not urinate on me again? Please don't pee on my face while I'm sleeping. You know, she said she even said at the beginning, she says she gets the even ideas. though he has said not to do yes. that anymore. Yes. And she just has to act on them. No. Children okay. do that. Right. She did not get it out of her. She got that one joke out of her joke. She got the one joke out of her system. For what's going to happen? What's going to happen when she just wonders if she mixes urine in his oatmeal for crying out loud? Yeah. I, I blah, blah. She goes on. Anything I can say to him to help me to help him trust me again? No, there is nothing you can that there is nothing that you can say. What you can do is never put feces in his food ever again. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to amend that. Stop playing with your own bodily fluids and solids just entirely. The fact that you are able to pick poop out of whatever you've had to then utilize in some sort of practical joke is disturbing enough. Stop with the collection of your own bodily fluids. Stop. Right. How demented must you be to actually pick up your own crap? There's a little addendum here. It says adding colon. Oh, colon. I think I think the best explanation I can come up with is that it felt funny, like giving someone something gross and seeing their reaction. That's exactly what you did. Not it's no, it's not it's like not you like. did that. You that's did not, do that. That's not a simile. You're right. That's an equals. Yes, you gave them something gross. You're right. But what I do not understand is how come other people's immediate thought is, quote, that's nasty. I would never do it, unquote. And why that doesn't happen for me. Yeah, you that's why you're a crazy person and that you need is to a see legitimate, absolute legitimate yes. concern. I yes. agree with you. You need and to see I empathize with you. See some seek professional yes. help immediately. Personally, somebody with a couch and a deep understanding of Freud. And no bathroom in their office. Yes. 
And what can I do to make that thought process happen for me? We just told you. I told you. I'm too ashamed to tell my therapist. Oh, she already has oh, the therapist. Oh, bell ringer. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. If you can't trust to tell your therapist that you have a fecal, fecal philia problem and that smearing it on your husband is laughable right. or putting it in his food is amusing, who the hell is going to be listen to that? I'm too ashamed to tell my therapist. That's exactly who you should be That's talking the, to. The person you've <laughs> hired them to do just that. She says she, whom I see for depression. So I'm asking you guys for insight. My husband and I would really appreciate it. Your husband should leave you and seek the arms of another woman or just not be, just be single for a while. That dude just needs to put you in a loony bin. I can't. Um. I, I, I have, I have no words. <laughs> uh, I, I legit, you know what? I legitimately am surprised mm -hmm. at how little grasp I have of the demented people in the world today. I I'm, I'm, I'm always finding little gems like this to remind me as crazy and out there and as much as i try and grab my brain sometimes and put it back in my head because i think like i'm losing it i must be a very grounded person because mm -hmm. i have never once thought about shitting or pissing on my wife while she's sleeping nor putting fecal matter thing. into her food yeah that's a good something thing. must be wrong with me well you know the this concept of being wrong um, you know, it permeates every bit of our, of our society now. So get a load of, get a load of this, this news article. This is, um, beauty Queens, beauty Queens, Sue pageant for picking contestants based on appearance. Well, duh. yeah. <laughs> Was that it supposed says, to be shocking? Right. It says here in, the, in this article, beauty pageant judges look at all sorts of things before giving out a crown. Depending on the contest, they might determine if a contestant is well-spoken or talented or if they can think quickly and under pressure. Of course, the judges are also keeping an eye on what a contestant looks like. However, one big pageant is now being sued for selecting contestants based on appearances. Three former Miss France candidates allege that the pageant uses discriminatory practices by picking contestants based on the, quote, representation of beauty, end quote. There are also requirements in place like a minimum height of 5'5", no tattoos, no piercings other than ears, plus entrants need to be single, have never married, and to not have children. They also can't change their hair or gain weight because... It's a beauty pageant. I was going to say, aren't these called beauty pageants? Mm -hmm. to, yeah. Am, right. So does that mean I get to sue the NFL for not allowing me to play in the NFL because I don't know how to play football? Well, it's, you know, interestingly <laughs> enough, 
about the NFL. I don't know if you heard that Colin Kaepernick. I did hear about that, but hold on. Let's go back to the beauty pageant thing. Cause oh. I I'm, I'm serious that these are called beauty pageants, right? right? They're called beauty pageants. Well, I'll continue with this article. The women okay. suing the pageant who are remaining anonymous teamed up with French feminist group, Ocele, whatever. I don't know. I don't speak French, which translates to dare to be feminist. They filed their complaint against the Miss France company and Endemol Productions, who are behind the annual TV broadcast of the pageant. The suit alleges that Miss France is a, quote, vehicle for sexist values, end quote. Yes. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) It's a beauty pageant. Yeah, yeah. If you're ugly... You ain't going to win, <laughs> but you know that going into it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm okay. So this feminist group dare to be feminist. Is that what, what you said? They're, they're an outside group. So these were contestants right, that right, were, right. there were actually contestants chosen to participate in the yes. beauty pageant, yes. which means they, they didn't have piercings or tattoos right. and they obviously looked pretty enough. to. They're pretty enough to participate. They just right. weren't pretty enough to win. So to they win. partnered up with this feminist group right. who, and, uh, and I want to get this slogan, right? Because I think this is really, this is really important right now. Who dare to be feminist. Is that what you said? That is correct. That is correct. What is brave about being a feminist? No idea. Okay. So <laughs> if you are going to be brave or if you're going to dare to do something, mm-hmm. there is an implication of impending harm. Agreed? Sure. In some way, shape, or form. Or at least that you are risking something yes there's a risk okay. at play yeah yeah Skin there is, the game. there is literally no risk in being a feminist none whatsoever you risk none things there are no things to risk did you say none things i said none things on I purpose like that. I like that. <laughs> there are none things at stake for you you have nothing to lose there's right. no bravery you're not daring to do anything if you were going to be brave or dare, dare to stand up and say, BS, that's crap. And uphold those things. You are actually risking something. You are being brave at that point. Dare to stand up to those who stand up for everything. Because they're not risking anything. That's my thought. Sorry. Okay. I just think it's ridiculous. It's of course that. it's ridiculous. We're going to sue the beauty pageant for picking people based on beauty. How? Yeah. How, how dare, dare we, how, you? How dare we do that? <laughs> how dare we do that? So we, yeah. we, we have a little bit NFL. of, we have a, well, I want, oh, okay. yeah, well, I don't want to talk about Colin Kaepernick. Cause I, okay. Oh, he's funny. Come on. Have, he's got a pretty amazing Afro. I'll give him that. He's got a super afro. He is, he, he is he is the afro carn artist of our time. That thing has like magical powers. Magical it's just funny. To it's just funny that he created this documentary. I don't know if he created. I don't know if he was the actual creator or if he was just a guest. I don't know exactly. Anyway, I really don't care, and I won't watch it. But 
so he's on this documentary and of course he's lamenting how the NFL, when you're, when you're an athlete in the NFL and you're about to be drafted, you have to go through what's called, you know, training camp, right? Or combine. Um, and when you go to the combine, they poke and prod you and you have to go through a physical and they have to make sure that you can, you know, that your body is physically fit. Right. Right. You don't want to hire a running back who's got a bum knee who's going to go out on you. Right. Exactly. In the first or, week. You know, you, you don't want to hire, you don't want to sign a guy who can't even bend over and touch his toes because, you know. Right. Um, Look what happened with Albert Sainsworth. Right. So, and, you know, and this is, and so he says that because they poke and prod you and they do all this stuff, that's exactly like back in the olden days when we had slaves and the slave masses would come up and they would, you know, poke and prod and make sure that the slave was, 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 you know, fit for function and all that kind of stuff. Um, keeping in mind that Kaepernick is doing everything he can to become one of those slaves again in the NFL because he yes. wants desperately to be in the NFL. So I find that yes. a bit, I find that his, a bit funny. His interview actually said that he still to this day trains every day up at 5 a.m. And I train every day trying to get back into the NFL so that I can lead a team to win the Super Bowl again. Right. It's so disgusting, but you know, it's this, so terrible it's that so terrible. it is equivalent to slave right. trade. To slave but trade. I want to be a slave again. And and they're going to pay them <laughs> like hundreds of thousands, of if not millions of dollars, right, to play in the NFL. So it's it's not anything like being a slave. It's literally like, do is your body physically fit to participate at the highest level of American football? Right. I know a lot of people who go to work every day for a metric S ton less than <laughs> millions of dollars um, who have said that their work is like prison. It's like slave trade. Not a single one of them believes for a minute. It's actually like that. They've made that like, Oh, it's the grind. It's the, I have to go again and they make a hell of a lot less. And if they were in danger of losing that job, they would probably bend over backwards to keep it. Most people right. would. Um, and here we have Colin, Colin Kaepernick, who was, let's be honest, a mediocre player at best, had a couple right. good years. Good for him. Um, and then sat and rode the pine because he was kind of piss poor um, by NFL standards would mm -hmm. probably be an amazing <clears throat> college quarterback if he could go back and do it again. But who literally calls it the slave trade and yet still is pining to try and get back into the NFL. I'm sorry. Your credibility goes right out the window home slice, but, but also keep in mind that you're, you're basically interviewing for a job. When you go to training camp, when you go to the combine, you're interviewing for a job. Now in any other kind of job that's out there, you get, you go through the interview process and you, the purpose of that interview process, at least from the hirer's perspective, the hiring company's perspective, is to evaluate whether or not the candidate know, has enough knowledge in their head to be able to do the job that they're interviewing for, mm -hmm. right? So you ask them questions to probe their experience and to probe their knowledge to see, do they, could they, can they do this job? You, you work a lot in sales, right? So yep. if you're going to hire somebody, you have to know that they're a good salesperson. You wouldn't hire me to be a salesperson on your no. team because I'm a shitty salesperson. Correct. Um, and I know that about me. And you know, so you would ask me questions about selling and I'd be like, oh, I'd fall all over myself. And you'd be like, I can't hire you yep. for that. 
No, I would hire you probably for a position in it, when it comes to product knowledge to be able to educate the sales team on how to go out and do sure. their job. Right. And that's, and that's totally fair. When you're, when you are an athlete, you can't just, it's not just about what you, the, the athlete knows mentally, mm -hmm. but whether or not they can play in that particular position that they are interviewing for. Right. And so you, the only way to do that is to assess the physicalness of their bodies. You, you, you have to be able to assess the physical acumen of that mm -hmm. individual to be able to ensure that they are able to perform on the yep. field. It is a physical activity. And if I'm going to hire somebody for a production job and they're paraplegic, guess what? They can be the can't. smartest per they they could be literally the smartest person on the planet, but if they can't physically do the job, I can't use them for the job. Right. And keep in mind that the NFL is not the only league that does this. No. In fact, if you go overseas over into Europe and everything, um, you know, football players over there, soccer players, the clubs do the exact same thing. They do it to the soccer players over there. And they're, you know, they're English and French and Italian, you know, little league for crying out loud. You have tryouts. Right. I mean, there's, there's a reason for that. Right. You, they, so yes, they get the, there's a, there's a great documentary series on Netflix called Sunderland Till I Die. It's about a, a football club in the UK. And they talk about that where they're, in, they're bringing guys over to join the team and they have to pass all these exorbitant physicals just to be, and they're white people that are doing the, the, that, you know, are the football club. The white doctors are assessing the white players. But we don't bother to make that an equation to slavery. No, but, but whites were never slaves. Right. So that doesn't allegedly, matter. right. Allegedly. Right. You know what? I, I went through, <laughs> I played little league. I was all right. I tried out for my high school baseball team. Cause I wanted to be Mike Schmidt and play third base and kick ass and hit home runs. Guess what? I didn't make the team. You know why? Cause I sucked <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, I wouldn't say I sucked. I just was not at the level that all of the other guys trying out were, were at. Was that racist? No. Was that slave trade? No. Did I need more work on my basic skills? Yeah, a lot. And sure. so I had a choice. Either work on those and try out again or say, tech with it, I'll go play in the band. Well, I already know how to play an instrument, so I'm going to go do that. <laughs> You know, we live in just really in a, in a really, uh, you know, crazy, crazy time. In fact, so crazy that I don't know if you heard about the Amer Southwest Airlines pilot over the weekend. I did. That was epic. Okay. I'm so, sorry, but, but the, here's the, <laughs> an AP reporter was on a Southwest Airlines flight and she claimed that the pilot said, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Thank you for flying Southwest Airlines. Let's go. We Brandon. should have a nonstop flight and we're going to be flying at 30,000 feet. Thank you very much. And yeah. let's go, Brandon. Well, it, turn, <laughs> it turns out, it turns out that the flight was either, I think, I can't remember if it was going to Houston or it originated from Houston. I can't remember, but Houston was in the, in Houston the itinerary Albuquerque or something right? like that. Yeah. yeah. It was Houston, Albuquerque or Albuquerque to Houston, something, but Houston was one of the, one of the cities at play there. It turns out, that because some people recorded um, 
released the the actual audio of that. First of all, I, we don't know if there were any survivors from this airplane uh, endeavor. Um, because, you know, obviously the AP reporter barely survived the flight. Um, she barely survived the flight. She was completely distraught. And of course, <clears throat> that created this whole controversy online, particularly on social media. Um, liberals were very distraught over this, which I think I find very funny because a lot of these same liberals had no problem saying F Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Um, and in fact, there have been several different accounts that have been digging through other AP reporters and different, you know, very prominent liberals who got into an uproar over the Southwest Airlines pilot and showed how they were all in favor of saying F Donald Trump, but they're somehow against let's go Brandon. Anyway, somebody released the audio uh, sound of the flight. Um, and apparently the pilot didn't say let's go Brandon. He actually said let's go Braves. <laughs> now that little gem, I had not heard yet, Yeah, but I do so lovingly appreciate our left-wing mass media on how quickly they jump to outrage yeah. over, over an expression that isn't even it, it's, I mean, let's be honest. Let's go, Brandon. It's funny. And it's a way of saying something potentially vulgar and inappropriate without saying that. Yes. Now, if the outrage is over the implication of vulgarity, well, then the outright expletive of vulgarity prior should have set precedence that that is somehow now okay. Right. But obviously, as examples that you've laid out and others that I've countless others that's been okay i mean it's it's been okay at this point to parade around um with the what the severed head of uh the sitting sure. president that's sure. all right that's okay right. um but for others to use a a phrase to express their dissatisfaction with the current sitting president is an expression of of vulgarity and I believe was even equated to a modern version of um, it wasn't Zig Heil, right? Zig Heil, yeah. But you know the thing about the left, the Let's Go Brandon. It as much as it's against uh, Joe Biden, it's also it's a, very much against. It is the media. It's that, a very much against the media. Yes, yes, because it's a way to slap both of them. Because it started in the media when you could clearly hear at that NASCAR race. I think it was NASCAR. It was. The, the media person, the, the woman who was interviewing the driver, even though you could clearly hear them say F Joe Biden, she, she twisted that. And, and so now the let's go Brandon has become sort of this double entendre, this, this double slap, if you will, to kind of put it right back at the media as well as making fun of the president. Yep. Um, you, you know, so the whole thing, the whole thing is just, and, well, and these are, and, these and are the I, same people though, that were saying that just because of the pilot, let's assume for a second that the pilot did say, let's go, Brandon. We had liberals on Twitter who were now fearful. I'm telling they were fearful that they were saying, oh my God, if somebody, if the pilot is going to say, let's go, Brandon, he's flying the plane. 
maybe he will crash it just to yeah. make statement. <laughs> right. This is a this mental is the, disorder. The mental problems that these poor people go through. I I genuinely feel bad for some of these people. If you really believe that, mm-hmm. it's disturbing. You know, and I don't I don't buy the 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 feigned outrage from the mass media that that it's actually attacking the president himself and and i say that for the simple fact that throughout the at least in the last 50 years i'm going to go back that far the last 50 years the current sitting president has been generally disliked by almost half of the population no matter who he's been period Right. So this feigned that, that outrage is. that we, we have to support this poor dementia patient who's in the, the White House right now, I don't believe that's the feigned outrage. The second part of that double entendre that you mentioned is picking at the media, I do absolutely believe really pisses them off. Yeah. And of the course. fact that they truly believe that they control the narrative and they control the conversations that you and I have around the dinner table and with our family and with our loved ones. They believe that they control that. And this let's go Brandon catchphrase pisses them off so bad, not because even of what it says about Joe Biden or even what it might say about the media themselves, but the fact that this has taken hold nationally so much and they had no involvement in it whatsoever even though it's spawned out of a, um, a news broadcast or a news interview, excuse me, but it developed organically outside of their influence. It pisses them off because it, because it proves that you and I and the American public still can believe in something, talk about something, repeat something, hashtag something that they had nothing to do with making in and of itself. Well, and, and, you know, this kind of reminds me of the whole racism thing. You know, everybody says there's systemic racism everywhere. There's apparently so much racism that, that one side has to make up the racism, particularly in a political, in a political race right now, or I should say tomorrow is going to be tomorrow's Tuesday, the second, uh, when we're going to be releasing this episode and there's a governor gubernatorial election in Virginia between uh, McAuliffe and Youngkin and Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat, there were, there were other Democrats, I should say that they hired several, like four or five young people to go stand at a, at the Youngkin bus. He was doing a a tour stop there, a bus stop. Mm -hmm. And they stood by the bus in, you know, white shirts with the tiki torches basically to sh- basically saying you know and they said we're all in for Yunkin, right and and the idea was that there were you know they were white supremacists who were in favor of Yunkin. um and <laughs> the one of the of the yeah, fact well, that well they the internet quickly went to went to work on the keyboard the keyboard warriors quickly went to work and realized that wait a minute this person looks like they're part of the the va democrats and sure enough, she was, and and they were outing all of these different people as actual Democrats. And in fact, one of the people that was standing there with a tiki tiki torch was a black guy. Was a black guy. Here's a whole a bunch of white supremacists, but they got a black guy and so, a lady. <laughs> right. If 
if racism was so rampant the way that the left claims that it is, then the white supremacists, the racists would actually be out campaigning for Yunkin automatically. They'd already be doing it. There is so much racism in this country, apparently, allegedly, that it only manifests when one side decides to literally make it up. Yes. And they even screwed that up. They got and a they black screwed guy. that up. <laughs> right. They, they, screwed, they screwed that up. So the racism is so bad that the Democrats actually had to make up some white supremacists because the real white supremacists, the systemic, you know, millions of them out there just wouldn't show up for some reason. Right. All, all millions of, uh, wait, how many of them are there? No, it doesn't I matter. Don't it's not I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Not important. Anyway, we've, I the think funny, we've rambled the, the, on long enough. It's okay. So, you know, here's what pisses me off about that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's not that the Democrats actually hired with in, in, in concert with the Lincoln project actually hired these people to go out and demonstrate that and try and pull the wool over the eyes of the American public. It's the belief that they genuinely wholeheartedly have that the American public is so freaking stupid that we can't see right through literally the black guy standing right there. Right. This is what they think of you, America. Well, again, you are so stupid that you can't see that for what it is. Well, and I've said this over and over before. I say, you know, conservatives, we tend to look at members of the left and we say that they're good people with bad ideas. Whereas the left looks at the conservatives and says those are evil people with evil ideas. Right. And so when you when you start to understand that difference, that dichotomy and the way that one side looks at the other, it becomes very easy to see why one side will go to extreme lengths to make the other side look as bad as possible because you can't have evil win. Mm-hmm. And so therefore anything, so anything to keep evil from winning is equal is the equivalency of being good. Right. So it is good to keep the evil people from winning. And so you can do anything you want. You can, whether it's lie, cheat, steal, beg, borrow, make shit up. It's okay because you're trying to defeat evil. Who doesn't want to defeat evil? Right. Well, and this is why, and I can't remember the gentleman's name. I say gentleman in quotes, um, who actually heads up the Lincoln Project, literally went on record in saying that he's been contacted and the Lincoln Project's been contacted multiple times to actually assist Democratic candidates in winning elections. And they use tactics which are, it's playing excuse me dirty games or using dirty tactics but playing dirty to win as long as it defeats republicans is actually good i mean this is i'm not making this crap up look it up it's there wake up people you are terrible for your existence and they will absolutely eradicate you if they feel they can do so. Sure. Well, on that note, that was pleasant. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs>
Thanks for listening, everybody. Again, you can capture, you can capture, you can catch all of our stuff over off of our website at fusionunderground.net. We're also on Facebook at AZ Fusion Underground. Just go facebook.com. Are they going to change it to Meta? Are they going to, or are they just going to keep the, the product as Facebook, even though the company, I don't know. We don't, I don't know, know, but right now it's, yeah. it's facebook.com forward slash AZ Fusion Underground, or just if you just want the, the audio vor- version. Um, which is fair. That's which fair. is fair. <laughs> yeah harsh but fair um where it doesn't matter spotify you know anchor google chrome all of those stuff the easiest way if you've got a little podcast listener app on your phone just plug in fusion underground we pop up so great way to hear us there um yeah anyway for jason moret i'm manuel ramirez you've been listening to the fusion underground have a good night